paying off a criminal with taxpayer dollars a new reality? The story on WSIU in Focus, I'm Kevin Boucher. It's not the kind of news you expect to see when you're reading about the proceedings of a county board. But on February 25, 2021, the Breeze Journal newspaper had a story that started off like this, quote, The Clinton County Board Monday night approved the purchase of digital money to be paid in an effort to restore its computer systems, which were infected with ransomware. It turns out, the article says, that a computer hacker had successfully captured some of the crucial files of the county board's computer systems. And in order to get the files back, the county board had to pay ransom. Ransomware attacks have hit some pretty big companies in recent years and are becoming more and more common. And according to one computer expert, these kinds of cyber crimes are not going away. It is happening more and more frequently, and it's happening to organizations of all types. That's Tom Mimboden, associate professor at SIUC. And for the last 15 years, he's focused on teaching cybersecurity. Well, a ransomware attack in the currently um, common forms involve uh, somebody installing some sort of software on your computer systems and, and your network systems at times. And basically, that, that software, that malware, malicious software, it goes and it encrypts and scrambles up all the valuable information on your computer systems and networks to where it's no longer accessible or usable. And in order to get that back to being useful again, you typically have to pay via some sort of anonymous cryptocurrency a ransom to the bad guys who installed it in the first place. The newspaper article did not mention an exact amount of ransom that Clinton County had to pay, but the article did say that on February the 2nd, the day of the council meeting to approve the purchase of cryptocurrency, Bitcoin was trading at $47,829. And Imboden says those kinds of numbers can really hurt small towns and counties. That's the problem. You know, we just talked about this in my class. And, and what does that Forty to $50,000 in uh, Clinton County represent? Is it a, a, a person who's going to be laid off now because of um, that money not being available in the budget? Mark Lambert is the mayor of Olney, Illinois, population just over 8,000, and he says attacks like this are unfortunately a part of the online world. As a public official, especially if you've been paying attention over the last four or five years, I mean, I think this is some of our worst nightmares, that somebody that you can't see gets in and locks up or steals information in your in your computer systems. And you might not even know they're there until it's already done and too late. DuCoin Mayor Guy Alonji says threats from cyber criminals are always there. It, it's something that's on our radar screen every day. You know, we think we're protected, but You know, once you put up one wall, the hackers find another way to, you know, to get around that wall and and get inside these computers. What damage would be done to the city of DeCoin's finances if if it had to pay, let's say, $10,000 to get data back? Well, you know, $10,000 is really on the lower side of of what some of these criminals want. Uh, You know, we we wouldn't want to pay a dime if we didn't have to. Um, and it's a shame that you have to spend taxpayers' money to get your, you know, get your information back. SIUIT security expert Tom Imboden says these criminals are good at their job and are well-versed in conventional business practices. 
They want to make it as smooth a transaction as possible. They want to make you happy while you're being ripped off. And, and by providing you know, several different means of communicating, some of these crypto, crypto ransom schemes actually employ customer service representatives that work around the clock. So they are there to help people direct to where they can purchase Bitcoin um, and to help them get the information needed. And, and some of them will even give you like a free certain number of files that they'll decrypt to prove to you that they're not going to rip you off. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real, you know, it's, it's operating under a, um, a model of a legit, legitimate business. Then if there's quite a bit of back and forth between the victim and cyber criminal, you might be thinking now, why can't the authorities simply trace the IP address to where the criminals are communicating from? And Bowden says it's not that simple. Well, in most cases, the ransomware criminal organizations, and, and you know, they do operate like a, like a business in many cases, they're based overseas. And in a lot of times, they are operating out of countries that the USA doesn't have, you know, the strongest agreements of, um, you know, um, of being able to work with and extradite and, and uh, collaborate to track down who the bad guys are. You know, okay. it's in a, uh, a country that has plenty of other problems themselves, you know, working with the U.S. law enforcement to help track down some random bad guys that are doing criminal stuff to people in another country may not be the priority. SIUCIT security expert Tom Imboden on the problem of ransomware. And be sure to tune in next time as we take a deep dive into how you can first recognize that a hacker is in your system and what you can do to prevent that in the first place. For WSIU In Focus, I'm Kevin Boucher. This is WSIU In Focus. I'm Kevin Boucher. On a recent edition of In Focus, we learned that back in February of this year, the Clinton County Board had to approve payment of cryptocurrency to pay off some cyber criminals. And I recently spoke to a local expert who teaches cybersecurity to find out more about this type of 21st century extortion. Tom Imboden is an associate professor at SIU Carbondale. I'm currently the program coordinator for the information technology program here on campus. My focus has been cybersecurity for the last uh, 10, 12 years I've been teaching. What is a ransomware attack? somebody installing some sort of software on your computer systems and, and your network systems at times. And, and basically, that, that software, that malware, malicious software, it goes and it encrypts and scrambles up all the valuable information on your computer systems and networks to where it's no longer accessible or usable. And in order to get that back to being useful again, you typically have to pay via some sort of anonymous cryptocurrency, a ransom to the bad guys who installed it in the first place. Is there anything we could notice from a user standpoint which could suggest that a ransomware criminal has gotten into my system? You may notice your computer slows down. And I know a lot of people think, well, my computer slows down. And, and, and yeah, that's true um, in a lot of circumstances. We all wish our computers were faster. Right. But the ransomware's job is to start and as quickly as it can, in many cases, just scramble up those files. So mm -hmm. you'll usually see um, file names and folder names start being changed to gobbledygook, you know, random numbers and letters. 
um, and that's the encryption happening. It's, it's the scrambling up of your data. You'll see a little pop-up or maybe your background wallpaper will be changed and say, hey, you've got a, uh, you know, a ransomware. You're going to lose your files unless you pay us. And that's typically how these things work. Ken, when you said communicate with the uh, criminals, via regular email or yeah, when you get hit with a ransomware, um, you know, they give you um, avenues of contacting the people who are holding, you know, and expecting to be paid the ransom. The bad guys, they want to make it as smooth a transaction as possible um, for you, right? They want to make you happy while you're being ripped off. Bottom line, it's not as easy as the FBI tracking down an IP address. It's, it's not, and even if they know the IP address, are they going to be able to get local law enforcement that has jurisdiction to cooperate to, to help? Um, and, and there are plenty of services, and a lot of times with bad guys, they'll actually um, bounce their, their malicious activities through different countries. So the original source may be Romania, but on the way to do the, the malicious actions, that Romanian source may go over to the Ukraine and then may bounce over to Singapore and then over to the United States. So there may be, you know, several different layers of, of, of obfuscation involved in hiding the source, the true source of where the attack is from. And what can we do to, to keep this from happening? There's, I guess, two things to think about. When you're at work, you kind of have, in, in many cases, the expectation that your IT team is backing up your data. And if you don't know if they are or not, you should ask them. And, and you're hoping that they back it up in a way that would be, you know, outside of the, the grasp of the ransomware if that happens. If something is on a hard drive and that hard drive's unplugged, sitting over in a desk drawer, the ransomware can't get it until it's been plugged in. You're never going to have ransomware hit something that isn't plugged in and connected to your computer. If you see a fishy email, just the email address may look legitimate, like it may be from my boss, such and such, at WSIU.org. But if you take your mouse and you hover over that, it will reveal a completely different uh, gobbledygook email address. So, Yep, yep. yep. That's a, a common way that bad guys will try to, to sneak a sneak emails in, um, you know, because it's very easy to put an email address that says you're, you know, coming from the president. Um, oh, yeah. But when in reality, it's some random Gmail address. Um, you know, you can have the most advanced security and spend millions of dollars on protective measures. But if you have a user who clicks the wrong thing, all of that can be circumvented. Um, so oh, really wow. securing the the user and teaching security awareness and and, trust, and and teaching people to 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 be skeptical um, is is in my opinion probably one of the best most effective ways of of limiting your likelihood of getting attacked. If you can convince everybody to stop, wait, you know, a minute and consider repercussions of clicking something they're not a hundred percent sure of what it is. Um, you might reduce the likelihood of ransomware hitting your organization significantly. That's Tom Imboden, who teaches cybersecurity at SIU Carbondale, talking about ransomware attacks, what they mean, and what can we do to be safe. For WSIU In Focus, 
I'm Kevin Boucher.